The Secrets of Technology is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Technology. Hi, I'm Dom Bettinelli, and you're listening to The Secrets of Technology, where we discuss the technology news that's important to you from a uniquely Catholic point of view. And joining me today on the panel are Pat Scott. Hey, Pat. Greetings and salutations. And Victor Lambs. Hey, Victor. Hi, Dom. Uh, Folks, I want to tell you about another show on the network you are sure to enjoy called The Secrets of Stargate. And you can find that wherever fine podcasts are found or at sqpn.com slash stargate. Uh, but today we're talking about tech, which is Stargate is still tech, but I uh, wish we had that tech. Uh, but uh, let's talk about <laughs> some, some, 20, some 21st century tech, which is uh, first, I just want to mention that iOS 16 is out unless because you, you've been living under a rock. Uh, if you're an iPhone user, you could upgrade. A um, couple things to mention. I'm not going to talk a lot about it, but uh, maybe we'll come back to it at some point and, and talk some more. But a uh, couple things to mention about it off the bat is if you go to settings, general software update you will probably if you haven't yet updated you'll probably see ios 15.7 at the top and you'll think and you might think that's the ios 16 upgrade but if you scroll down you'll find the ios 16 upgrade below it so apple is is rolling out both a um security update for 15 the ios 15 and the full 16 upgrade at the same time and i know some people are getting a little tripped up by thinking they've upgraded as well. Where's my new lock screen and all my new fancy new features uh, and didn't realize they'd only upgraded to 15.7. The uh, other thing to keep in mind, uh, well, the other thing I wanted to mention was that lock screen, which is a lot of fun to me is the marquee feature. Uh, if you haven't gotten a new phone, this is the the fun feature uh, of, of iOS 16. And I, my favorite one is, so the way you access it is you hold a finger down on your lock screen. If you haven't created done this yet you'll have to create a a new one you hit the little blue plus uh and then you customize and my favorite one is uh let's see where is it it's a it's a shuffle one um where's it yeah so there's there's one where you can shuffle and you can shuffle your pictures from your photo library and you can shuffle pictures of people nature or cities or all three you can even choose the people based on facial recognition that it will show you pictures of. So if you want to see pictures of your beloved family uh, on a regular basis or some of your family and not others, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, no judgment here. Um, or celebrities. <laughs> you can, yeah. you can fill your photo or line with cards. Yeah. Or the cards. Yeah. 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 That's a good idea. Um, so that's that I've been loving that one. Cause it just keeps surfacing these pictures of my kids, my wife, places we've been and vacations and these beautiful photos. So uh, really loving that. And uh, the widgets. The widgets are fun. A lot of apps are rolling out widgets to to put on your lock screen, and so it's been really great to see that. And I'm not I'm not convinced that these widgets are all the end all and be all yet, but uh, it's been fun seeing that. So if you want to check that out, uh, I have to mention that Bishop Robert Reed, who's the uh, director of Catholic TV here in Boston, was on Twitter giving people a tech support on how to access <laughs> the lock that the iOS 16 lock screen customization. He was helping Patrick Madrid. Uh, that was fun wow. to see. <laughs> he's uh, he's tech savvy. 
The puns so, must have been horrible. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So that's uh, so iOS 16 is out. So if you want to check that out, and if you get questions, in fact, actually, that'd be a great idea. If, if you have questions about iOS 16 or anything like that, um, send them in. Let us know technology at sqpn.com. And maybe we'll do a future uh, segment on uh, your questions or we could do the same thing with Android uh, as well. I'm not sure I'd be yeah, as much help with that, but we'll, we'll find someone who can help uh, with, with that as well. Uh, but today, our main topic is we're taking a deep dive into Instagram safety and security. Um, we're going to do a series of episodes like this where we're going to look at various uh, Internet, um, you know, social media sites or other sites and just make sure we're being safe and secure in these places. Now, just to start off, do you all, you know, uh, Victor and Pat, you have Instagram accounts? I um, I do not. With no activity. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I I tried it out when it first started and decided it wasn't except for occasionally looking at somebody's um uh arts and crafts that I that I wanted to, you know, mm -hmm. let them know I appreciated them. Other than that, no, I don't use Instagram. Okay. How about you, Victor? Yeah, I I do not personally, um but my wife has gotten into it and she has a number of channels which is or different accounts you can have under one account, which is something we'll talk about. She has one for her fiber art. She has one for uh, her furniture restoration. We we trash pick, um, you know, vintage furniture, which there's a surprisingly large amount of <laughs> people just leave it out or, mm -hmm. or get from uh, Goodwill uh, shops and she re uh, refinishes it. And she has one uh, for our backyard garden, kind of a suburban homesteading account. And so... Awesome. We can put those in the show notes so you can see them, uh, see yeah. them all there. Oh, Thistles and Lambs, Salvation yeah. Furniture Restoration, and then Studio Lambs is the uh, the main one. Awesome. Yeah, I'll put the links to those in the show yeah. notes. I have uh, my own Instagram account, my personal one. I post you know pictures of sunsets and kids doing fun things uh, that cross-post to Facebook. Um, and I also have uh, this the StarQuest one the, that, that we, we post stuff to as well. Um, now, there's... Instagram started as a photo site. It's kind of become a version of TikTok with a feed and it's much more about these short videos as opposed to photography, which is kind of a shame because I think there needs to be a place for people to share photos of family and friends and fun and that sort of thing. Um, but uh, I want to talk a bit about safety there because, well, I mean, what do you think? Is, is Instagram... Is is it particularly unsafe? Is there is there like what is it about Instagram as opposed to say Facebook or Twitter what, that we have to be concerned about? What do you think about that, Pat? Well, it's just the yeah, it's owned by Facebook, and therefore all the problems that are endemic in there are also there, you know, mm. over on Instagram. But more than that, the the literary word or the written word doesn't have as much of an impact on an emotional. Uh, response that somebody gets from when they see a picture. Hmm. And so when, when things get posted on Instagram that may be a little bit too private, it really shouldn't be there, even if it's not considered not safe for work, I think it kind of can get people, um, shall we say, noticed by more malicious factors and mm -hmm. things like that. I think that that's just because of the nature of what's being exhibited is much more emotional. Right, right. How about you, Victor? What do you think of Instagram? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think there is some of the the medium is is the message there. 
um, as well as, you know, these services are more or less explicitly marketed to people. I mean, whether it's, it's, you know, not completely explicit. I mean, Instagram has always been, you know, the, the photo sharing app and it's, you know, attracted more maybe youthful people than, than Facebook. Um, yeah, I don't know what sort of, you know, content filtering or policing they, they do on it. I would imagine not a great deal, but, you know, it is with any social network, it can, you know, self promulgate, um, mm-hmm. you know, negative behaviors as well. I found that with both Instagram and even Twitter, like they're not supposed to show prurient materials, but it's there. That's a part it's of harder it. harder to screen for that. It, yeah. You know, I'm sure that there are some AI algorithms that can be used, but, you know, to to distinguish between the Mona Lisa or uh, yeah. the David and something else for an AI is really difficult. I had someone that, that uh, I think Facebook flagged like it was a photo of someone's bare arm, like a man's bare arm from the elbow to the hand. It's like. I'm not sure that, I mean, maybe that's attractive to somebody, but I don't think that's the sort of thing yeah. you need to ban. Um, but, well, maybe yeah. they were using the word bear in the <laughs> yeah, description. Right. Yeah, <laughs> Something along those lines. Uh, but so there's that element is, is to, is to, is the materials that we might want, not want to see, but there's also another safety. And you, I think you alluded to this, Pat, which is to protect us from bad actors who might, we mm-hmm. might encounter there. People who are trying to scam us uh, or steal from us or harm us in some way. Uh, and then when it comes to kids like teens, it's very addictive. Well, this is for adults too. It can be very addictive. Um, you can just get that endless scroll, like that TikTok style scroll and you go on and on and on forever. Um, and you know, two hours go by and you're like, where did my life go? So there's that, but, and then there's things like I'm always getting solicitations to connect with people and, you know, um, impossibly beautiful young women who only want to find some middle-aged dude married dude with kids in you know the boston area i mean oh i'm their perfect match like yeah sure sure you're you're some it's it's a type i guess (laughs) yeah yeah it's really it's really some you know old old dude with a a beer gut at a a keyboard somewhere you know but yeah well, and wasn't there a big to do about Instagram and uh, adolescents uh, looking for likes and trying to yeah. measure up to that? And I think they were supposed to try to come up with a method that likes weren't being prominently displayed anymore on many accounts. But that's the thing is, is that right. it was really affecting body image and self, self-worth image on a lot of preteens right. and teens. So. Those are some of the dangers. Let's talk, talk about some of the ways we can safeguard ourselves from from the, the, the various dangers and problems that we can encounter. Instagram itself has an article, Tips for Staying Safe on Instagram. The, the article itself is a little old. It's five years old. But it's the, what it tells you is still pretty relevant. Um, and we'll have links to all these things in the, in the show notes. So don't, don't worry about that. Um, first thing it mentions is use two-factor authentication to log into Instagram safely so that no one else can steal your password and you start using your account as you. That's a, that's our standard advice for every website. Use yep. use a two factor authentication wherever it's possible and get a good app that helps you keep track of the, the two factor codes. Um, so that's one. Um, and they'll they give you step-by-step instructions. You can set your privacy on your account to uh, only certain people can wa- can look at it. And I know a lot of people do that. 
Um, you can block people. You can control the comments you want to see. They talk about picking a strong password. That's all. That's an evergreen, another evergreen uh, thing. Uh, report bullying, abuse, or harassment. You know that sort of thing. So the, these are good. And then you can also, um, if someone's posting, this is good, another good one, especially for parents to talk to teens about. If you see someone posting content about suicide or self injury, you you should contact law enforcement right away. Or if the threat of physical danger is an immediate, report the content within the app, which you can do by tapping the three-dot menu next to any post and tapping it's inappropriate and then select the self-injury option. That's very good. So that has happened where kids have, um, especially kids, young people, have uh, posted things that was clearly they were going to harm themselves. Um, so that's one. That's So that's Instagram's own advice. But there's more. Um, one of my favorites is this is um, reminders and daily time limits. So you can track your time spent on Instagram. So how, this is how you get to the settings in the app. You click on you tap on your profile picture, which in the lower right. And then you look to the top right. And there's a, that, that three layer stack. They call it a hamburger menu. And that's what that's called. At least on the on the iPhone, they they call it that. I don't know yeah. if they do it on Android, but yeah, the hamburger menu. So the three layer stack. And then settings is the very top one. So you tap on that and all your settings will be in there. And most of the things we're going to talk about are going to be in these settings. So if you go to, um, actually, if you go back from that one level under the hamburger menu, underneath settings is your activity. So you go to the top level hamburger menu, your activity. It will give you the statistics on how much you could look at how much time you've spent on Instagram on a daily basis, which oh, can be wow. sobering in enough of, of itself. But what I want to tell you really about is you scroll all the way down below the fold, at least on my phone to, um, no, not all the way down. Where is that? Oh, sorry. I, I need to, uh, do, 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 time spent. Oh, okay. That's what it is. Tap on time spent. Then there's a manager time. You can set a reminder to take breaks. So, after every 10, 20 or minutes or or 30 minutes, it it can remind you, by the way, you've been doing this for 10, 20 or 30 minutes. Um, you can set a daily time limit. Uh, and, and, and this is really I think this is gold and every parent should help their 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 child do this. If you're going to let them be on Instagram, because this is the danger with with these ever scroll sites is yeah. you could spend all day scrolling. Um, and it's, it's very easy. So that's, that's my number one tip. Um, what, what do you guys think? Anything else that you guys want to mention? I, I like that idea. I mean, I think all apps should, should let you know how much time you're spending in it. Yeah. Personally, it's, it's, it, although it does kind of remind me of, uh, you know, when, uh, I, the, the TV networks got in trouble with Congress for, you know, not showing, they were showing car cartoons that were all commercials. And so they made them like generate educational programming, a certain percentage of the programming. So I don't know if there was some outside pressure that was put on uh, Instagram to, to mm -hmm. put some of these features in, but um, either way, I think, I think that's good. I don't know that, you know, it's kind of like uh, would, would an addict, an Instagram addict, you know, avail themselves of this feature or not, but um, you know, there, but there are other ways of putting just general time limits on device usage if you're a parent. Um, and also if just, if you're not a parent and you just have a phone, you can put, time limits on your on your apps through your through your phone through a variety of means yeah ios has screen time 
features yep. for that. Yeah. One of the things I wanted to mention that I see a lot, both with Facebook and with Instagram, because they're owned by the same company, is that there are so many clone phishing attempts where accounts are created getting a public picture and at a public list of friends. And so the, I, where you said to hide the message requests, that sounds like a good way to do that. But the main thing is, is, is uh, to be able to say, don't just say, accept a friend. Always look to see if you already are their friend and if there's multiple accounts with that same exact name. Because that I see that over and over and over again with my clients that they've accepted requests from people that are clones. You know, I think I might have done that on Facebook today. Now that I think about it, there's um someone who's actually uh, a cousin of your husband, <laughs> who I thought I was friends okay. with, and I got a I got a friend request from, uh, and and I thought I thought I was friends with her, but I, and I didn't even look because I see this is this can happen to all of us. We can all end up right, doing this exactly. So, uh, so I need to go back. So the other thing you mentioned, by the way, you referred to is the turning on hide message requests. So this is not on by default, but you can get a message. So there's a messaging system inside Instagram, like in, like Facebook Messenger. There's an Instagram Messenger, and you can get uh, messages in there. So it it's on the main screen. Um, at the top right, there's a little bubble with a squiggly line in it, for, and that's the message thing. And people can send you messages, and you can sometimes get messages from people you don't know, you're not friends with, uh, you're not already following. Um, you can turn that off, or you, you can also set it so that if certain words show up in some of these messages from people you don't follow – that will automatically shunt them into a almost like a spam folder, spam. a hidden request folder. Oh. Um, so that's under back into settings, privacy, hidden words, and then you can um, if offensive words and phrases show up, which are the, the standard list apparently, uh, you can you can hide comments that have offensive words and phrases. You can set up advanced comment filtering, which you can add words that you're specific to you that you don't want to see. Um, you can also hide message requests. So uh, message requests that may be offensive will be moved to the hidden request folder um, and we'll filter the uh, notifications for these messages. So you won't get notified. Um, and then you can, yeah. Uh, also do it for message requests that contain words, phrases, and emojis that are on your custom, a custom list of words and phrases can also be hidden. So, uh, what this does is like if you get I get a lot of spam message requests, either people wanting to sell me uh, Instagram followers or people who want to, you know, sell me stuff, you know, or become a, our top Amazon reviewer or, you know, all this nonsense. I don't want to see an any influencer. That. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to see any of that. So I can have all that automatically filtered off into the hidden request folder. I never have to see that again. Uh, so that's that's a really nice feature to just get rid of some of the annoyance of. Uh, Instagram. Um, one thing to, to I feel no conjunction to is, is removing and blocking followers that are clearly to me not real followers. Yeah. And what I what I mean is um, there are, and in fact I just did it this tonight before we started when I was going through my Instagram. You know, again, it's the impossibly beautiful young ladies who are looking for love in all the wrong places. It's they have like three pictures, all of them provocative photos. You know that sort of nonsense, and they're and they're 
their names are like, you know, Jenny 134952, you know, or, you know, whatever, some random Those thing. are some measurements Candy. there. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> so uh, I, I have no compunction about blocking them. And so I just, I, I go in to, uh, the, when you have a, a friend request, you can go into the, um, the notification. I'm just trying to get there now. The notification and, uh, under the three dot menu on their profile. So you, you go in the notification, you go to their profile. There's a three dot menu in the upper right. You can restrict block a report. And I have no compunction about blocking these people. I hit the block button, block this person and any other accounts that they may create. That's a big one because they will try to create new accounts. And then you have no worries about that, uh, th that person I, anymore. And I do a lot of reporting saying this is a clone account, this is a fake account, this yeah. is a spam. Right. I, I have no hesitation of those either. Right, right. Um, what, another thing that's nice is to uh, disable your activity status. Now, when you're online, you get, uh, you Ooh. know, when you, when you have the app open, it will show other people that you're online. You know, hey, Dom is currently using Instagram. Send him a message. Say hello. You know, that sort of thing. I, I want to be private. I don't want people to know I'm on Instagram. I, I don't want people to know that I'm I'm there. I, you know, keep me. You want to be the Instagram uh, gray man. They call that, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Instagram uh, gray man. So for that, you go into settings, privacy, uh, settings, privacy, and there's a activity status. Yeah, you scroll down to activity status, and then you, you turn off show activity status. It's on by default. You want to turn that off. Uh, to, to, to activate that. Um, so anything, there's a security checkup you can run, which is a pretty basic security checkup. It makes sure two factors on and that your password is strong and that sort of thing. Um, there's one thing to, this applies to all, uh, social media, all companies. If you get an email from the company saying, we need you to send us, you know, contact us or send us your password or anything like that, send us a code. Don't believe it. You know, don't don't click on it. The any links in that email, you should go. You know, go to the app or to directly to the website without clicking a link, but typing it in or opening the app on your phone, and go there and see if you have a message from them. Because if you do, then that that's what it would be. But Instagram has a, th a thing called emails from Instagram, so it's under settings, security, and um, da -da -da -da, security. There's an emails from Instagram, and if they've sent you an email. It will show up in the under here. So the same thing does show up for Facebook as well. There okay. is a, the seeds of Facebook messages that they've sent you about security, et cetera. Okay, good, good. Right. So that way, you know, okay, this is actually from Instagram, that sort of thing. Um, what do y'all think? Anything else you wanted to mention uh, just in general? Yeah. And in, in the extensive research uh, for this, because I don't use inst Instagram, I came across uh, something called a Finsta. Mm -hmm. which I think maybe I'd heard of, um, which is, it's unintuitive. It's a, it's called, it stands for fake Instagram, but it's your actual real account. So um, yeah, I guess that's something if, if you have like kind of your, the, the, you know, the self that you show to the world, but still want to have something, you know, where you just have pictures of your friends and stuff. Maybe there's, I don't know if there's a way to lock down one account, but not the other. So that's kind of interesting. I wish they would do something like that on LinkedIn you can have like the, like the finked in account or something, <laughs> but uh, where, where if you get tired of all the, the corporate speak on LinkedIn, you could have a place to be your more authentic self. But right. Um, 
No, that's so I, I found that uh, uh, pr- uh, pretty interesting. Yeah, there, there was a famous uh, um, uh, exchange in one of those congressional hearings about social media where one of the elderly senators was asking the Instagram executive, a Facebook executive yeah. uh, about Finsta and as a, not getting it what it is, but yeah, it's, it's basically, it's the act of creating a separate, more private account. That's just for your inner circle of friends. Um, so that it's not public to the whole world. Um, Which Facebook it, doesn't want you to do. <laughs> right. But yeah. Instagram does allow it. I'm, so I'm glad. It, I'm glad. Yeah. yeah. Um, and now, does Instagram have the uh, authenticated that this, they verified that this is a, like a business account or something like Facebook does so that you know it's not uh, uh, Southwest Airlines, a fake account with a different spelling? Uh, that I don't know. I haven't seen it anywhere. Like a ver- I think they do. I'm just going to go back to this, um, verify. Because that would be good to know for companies. Cause you know, you get all these scams from these quote companies that they're really just ways of collecting information and scamming people. And, you know, I, I catch a lot of them on Facebook when people want to tell about this contest that you can win a motor home, you know, yeah. that thing. Yeah. There is a, a verification what, blue check. What mark. kind of motorhome? Is, <laughs> is it a nice motorhome? No, well, yeah, it's a gorgeous motorhome, and your fifty thousand people are going to get this just by saying oh, wow. yes. I like it yeah, on like the, Facebook. Eyes. Yeah. Well, this is but the, but it's usually a misspelling or a, yeah. a period in the wrong place because they don't want it to. They want it to look close enough, but not be exact as the as a real company name. You mean Bill Gates isn't really giving me his fortune. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Well, anyway, to answer your question, yes, there is a verification Yay. program. Uh, there's a blue checkmark program to f- confirm your identity, and you also have to confirm your notability, which is you know kind of depressing, um, and <laughs> give links. Yeah, I'm important. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's I like am, when I kept getting edited out of Wikipedia pages. That was, that was crushing. Oh, sad. Yeah. yeah, I know. I'm I'm on Wikipedia, but only because I'm on Jimmy Akin's page. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have my own entry, which is kind of sad, but you know, whatever. I haven't made it yet. So, uh, th- so th- those are a lot of good tips for um, um, the using uh, Instagram yourself. There's we'll have a link to an article about helping your teens use Instagram safely, uh, including. Things like prioritize positive connections, you know, only interact with people that, you know, in real life, only accept followers, you know, in real life. Uh, uh, what you see, teach them that what they see on Instagram is not necessarily reality. It is what someone chooses to show you. Um, you know, they, they've, they've care, often carefully curated what they're what they want you to see about what they're taking a photo of and what kind of image they're trying to project about who they are. Because again, I think you said earlier, Patty, like body image issues or just, you know, general life success issues. I'm, I'm, I'm a loser because I don't have, you know, this fantastic life that this Instagram person has. I mean, I can't tell you how often I've been like scroll through these Instagram and I'm like, I I I'm I missed my 20s and 30s like I mean this was like I wasn't one of these young beautiful people yeah. traveling around the world and eating all this food and you know it's like uh, that's yeah, not everybody they're, they're not happy no, they may they, look well, happy and they're but only they're, showing they're you happy. those moments they're yeah. not showing you the rest of the week yeah I don't know I'd like to be yeah. depressed in uh, Amalfi on the Amalfi coast of Italy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be I, blue in the blue grotto yeah <laughs> 
And, uh, and I may, I mentioned this before on, on this podcast in relationship to YouTube, which is what my, my kids, you know, they did, didn't get into Instagram and stuff, but I yep. have a 16 year old now who has a, a YouTube channel that has, you know, millions of views on it. Mm. Um, but, and it, and it's pretty much, he does video game modifications and then posts, you know, streams of his, of his mods and stuff, but just as you know, consume what your kids consume, even if it, you know, makes your teeth clench to the point where you're like you, and then, you know, and then, and then you can offer your, your comment on it, but just consume what your kids consume. You know, don't, don't push them away when they're trying to show you something, um, because it, it really mm-hmm. does matter, uh, just to keep those lines of communication open. Yes. Yes. I know way more about Minecraft than point. I ever want to know, but I never tell them that I don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you could say I'll take, Listen for 15 minutes. Yeah, right, yep, right. Yep. Do this. Yeah. That's what Teresa does with her housemates. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yes, yes. Um, yeah, that that's a good point. Yeah, keep those lines of communication open. It, see what your kids do. Not just see what your kids are doing. Do what your kids are doing, you know, on these social networks, on the Internet, um, because it's important. You know, it. you may have had a hard day at work. <laughs> you just you don't want to hear yeah. about the latest nonsense that's going on on, you know, the latest Instagram squabble or whatever the Twitter dust up. But you but I mean, this is general parenting advice, but you, you, you're going to want to do that, because if you if you push them away, eventually they're not going to want to talk to you at all uh, and, and you won't and you won't be connected to them at all. So, uh, no, that is good general parenting advice. Uh, all right. So uh, I think that's about it. We will have links to a bunch of articles for you to go through. A lot of them, you know, have uh, the same sorts of advice, but the, they there's, there's something to glean from each one of them. So uh, check do check them out. And if you have other questions about Instagram and being safe and secure on, on there, let us know. Or questions about other social networks or other websites and being safe and secure on them. We want to hear from you and uh, we'll, we'll talk about those in a future episode uh and you can send those to us at technology at sqpn.com all right we want to take a moment now to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of technology including Rhonda m suzanne g thomas p devin o and edward e their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of technology and all the shows at StarQuest. And you can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. So time for some headlines. Uh, our first one's a quick one. This is kind of funny. Researchers reveal astonishingly simple trick to unmask a deep fake. So this is about um, deep fake video. Like uh, if it's a deep fake in a zoom call or something like that, uh, there's been a lot of concern about like, what if someone could deep fake my boss and get me to, you know, I don't know, launch the nukes or something or hand over the crown jewels of the company to, to someone. Send a check. <laughs> Send a check. Yeah. Um, well, they say the trick is make them turn their head. So apparently the and, current and cough or <laughs> turn to the side and cough. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so apparently the uh, algorithms that create, the deep fakes are really bad at creating the the sides of your head, like the complete head. They, um, they're most of them are optimized for 2d front facial, mm. uh, reconstruction. Um, what do you think of this? Yeah. It's like golden eye on the, uh, Nintendo 64, right. They were, they just had like photographs of people's faces just kind of mapped onto it. And from yeah. the side, they didn't look very good at all. I, 
I didn't know that deep fakes on video calls were a problem because I mean, if I wanted to, if I was in that position, I'd just say my camera wasn't working and, you know, launch the nukes, I guess. But uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I, so deep fakes have been, you know, we've been warned, we've been warned about them for, you know, many, many years now, how this is going to be awful. People are going to think politicians are saying, you know, things that they're not saying, but all I've really seen are hilarious videos on YouTube. There's a British comedian who does excellent accent or, you know, impressions of Sir Ian McKellen and Hugo you know, weaving and um, dresses up as Gandalf, but has actual like Ian McKellen's face. Uh-huh. And it's like Gandalf watching from his couch, the new Rings of Power <laughs> oh, series. I have to see and that. It's, oh, yeah, wow. it's not 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 always kid friendly, but it is the funniest like video entertainment that I've seen in, in many a year. But I guess I mean, if this is a real problem, um, yeah, the, they need to develop countermeasures and if this is what the software can't handle at this point, yeah, ask them to turn turn to the side and um, say you want to see their earrings or or, or, or their <laughs> Show haircut. Me the the back mullet. of your head. <laughs> yeah, is it really so a party it won't in the work? Back? It won't work on pre-recorded stuff. It's only live video that you could try to suss out. Uh, I think no, it would be can... either one. See, the problem is, is that most of the photos online, they found most photos that that are detailed enough to construct a deep fake from are profile are not profile shots they're i'm sorry that's a confusing word that they use in it so a profile no. photo is technically a photo taken from the side of your profile they're usually face on shots like you have in your you know your your facebook profile see what i mean it's coded. yeah they, the words are, are mixing up um so the, what they're saying is there just isn't enough data out there to construct a convincing side view of people of most people's faces now the that the answer is well obviously the people who are doing this are going to you know it's a it's a escalation of of uh technologies they'll eventually Technology, yeah. they'll figure this out and they'll they'll construct a better um 3d heads to to use so it's 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 a minor short term short term yeah. solution um by the way speaking of those youtube videos the the two that i've seen the accounts one is the fake george lucas which is really funny yep and and a fake tom cruise also really funny. Um, so just, <laughs> yeah. So have to look for them. Yeah. 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 Um, so another headline, uh, so we didn't c- talk about it at the time, but, uh, there was a big Samsung announcement back in August where they announced a bunch of new hardware, including the uh, two new flip phones, like folding phones, um, and the galaxy watch and a few other things. And I just wanted to kind of talk a bit about, f- uh, folding phones. We've talked about, Folding phones like ages ago when we like in the first, you know, dozen episodes of this podcast. I don't think we've really talked about it much since, but uh, the Galaxy Z Fold 4 and the Galaxy Flip 4 are are both folding phones. And what do you think of this? Is this is this is is this something you want? Is this something you could think you think might be, be useful? Is it is it ready for prime time? What do you all think of this? Looking at these specific designs, I think the the Flip Four actually looks really cute. It's a flip phone, and I like I like the the way it looks when it's folded. I, you mm-hmm. know, you can see just a little bit of one of the screens kind of beneath it, and then when it's folded out, you get like a full. I think there's a place for that if you want something. It looks like about the size of a you know folded Game Boy you know Advance SP, and but you want it to fold out to have a full um, phone screen. You know, obviously any. Anything with a hinge or moving parts, you know, 
I, I remember with my Nintendo 3DS, eventually that hinge wears out and the connections inside of it wear, wear out. Um, how long are you going to keep your phone and use it? I guess, would you, would it ever wear out? I just tried Googling to see if there's any, been any like, you know, long-term reliability study or data on the, on the flips since they're now in their fourth generation. I couldn't find anything, which may mean that they're, you know, they're outliving their usefulness, so to speak. People are, you know, swapping them out before that they, uh, before they break. Anecdotally, yeah. I've I've seen that uh, Samsung is actually giving really good uh, uh, return trade-in terms. Ah, okay. Oh, yeah. And so yeah. that may indicate that they don't want a lot of these phones out there for very long, uh, which is interesting. Yeah. Too. But the the larger form factor, it, which folds out and looks like it's you know kind of a like a book eight inch or seven inch tablet or something. Yeah, yeah I, I would probably use a tablet. In in that case, I can't, I, I can't, when I'm using my cell phone, there's really not a lot of situations where I'm like, gosh, I wish this was twice as wide. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, I, I've had times where I've like, I, I, carrying around an iPad mini would be handy, you know, like the, that form factor, if I'm reading a book or something along those lines, but not very often. Usually my phone is big enough for most things. What about you, Pat? Uh, well, the the two things is, is that, yes, I have a really nice iPad. And so when I want something bigger, I just pull it out and it's small enough that it can fit in my briefcase or backpack or, or a larger purse. And then I am just have had enough problems with things that were rigged to, to do something as, that it, as opposed to what it was designed to do were things like combination washer dryers, combination X and Y, foldable this and that. You know, those are just weak spots design-wise, and I'm not willing to put up with the risk of, of things breaking because it's a cute design. Right. Yeah, there's a, it's still early days on the, on this sort of technology, and so... They haven't worked out all the bugs yet. All they haven't made it completely reliable. I mean, the first ones that they had a few years ago were like, they really had problems. <laughs> you know, people would be right. pe- peeling the screens off and stuff like that. Um, I think over time they'll get better, and I would hope. Um, but I, I like I like the idea of a technology where you can this you can adapt the screen size to what you need now. So I don't wouldn't need a, both an iPad and a phone. I could ha- I could have something that could be. Both, you know, one device to do it all. Uh, that's really the holy grail. I want the the holographic one that that basically just displays it bigger in very good definition, so that I can be Tom Cruise in Minority Report. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> I want the ones that expanse. You know, where they hold up the little thing and it just grows beyond the edges of it. Like yes, this exactly. That, that's a better example. Yes, yeah, you know, yeah. something that's a super graphic. A holographic display with high definition. That's yes. what I want. Yep. Yep. Uh, well, so we'll we'll keep watching. I mean, I, I'm curious. I'm sure somewhere in the bowels of Apple's uh, camp, Cupertino campus, there is a folding iPhone somewhere, um, and uh, that they've not they're not re- yet ready. You know, isn't good they enough. Won't talk about it. Yeah, and it's not good <laughs> enough yet. You know that sort of thing. But I'm sure the tech they're working on the technology too. You know, that's the sort of thing. I mean, it may never come to fruition. They may say this is never going to work, but uh, I'm sure they're looking at it. Uh, so we'll we'll see. Uh, so speaking of TikTok, may, pretty soon your Amazon uh, experience may be TikTok ish. Uh, Amazon is testing a TikTok like feed uh, in their app. So the app that is on your 
phone or your tablet. Um, so it, it's a, it would be a separate feed called Inspire. That's the internal name anyway right now that they're, they're calling it. Called Consume. <laughs> consume, yes. <laughs> and so the, the thing is, is everybody has seen what TikTok has done for capturing eyeballs and they want some of that. And what it, you know, this idea of short videos that lead into other short videos and images that keep you constantly scrolling. And so Amazon wants some of that and they want you to, to be doing this with stuff to buy from them. Uh, and so they're testing this. What do you think? Would you ever use this? I wouldn't, but, but I'm sure younger generations will. Yeah. I, I bite and then they'd probably have to pry like my credit card out of my hand at this point. You know, I think this is, I mean, this is going to be pretty bad for, for people who have a, like a shopping problem. And it right. really is kind of like the future as envisioned in, in Wally, where everybody just has a screen in front of it and things flash in front of their face that they can buy, you know. And if uh, they look at it really hard, it'll buy it for them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And nothing, nothing in front of their face for more than 30 seconds, you know, like to get moving yeah. on to the next thing. That's the thing that's about this stuff is that it's just so ephemeral and just so uh, the next hit, the next dopamine yeah. hit. And it removes all intentionality and agency from the person doing the consuming. I mean, that's what I, one of the things I do like about these streaming services is that if, if, you know, I want to watch something or my kids want to watch something, we actually have to go out and choose it and watch it, you know, versus a television, which, you know, which was just right, always all on the and time. it's, and it's yeah. whatever comes up next and they serve up to you. And now I guess people are realizing that, Hey, that was a pretty good model for selling things. We just want to have something that's always on and just keep serving up, you know, what we want them to see next. We kind of just reinvented QVC, didn't we? <laughs> we sure did. <laughs> you get the Bowie knife. You get the Ginsu knife. Watch a lot. Now, of how much would you, you pay? pay? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Late nights. Um, all right. So, and then our last headline. Um, this is just more of. Um, this seems to be more prevalent. This sort of thing going on. My Fitness Pal, which is a, uh, it's a nutrition and weight loss app uh, that. It has had this free barcode scanning feature where, you know, to track you, it helps you track your food, right? And you you could enter food into it. You could either do it laboriously by hand, or if it's a packaged product, you could just scan the barcode and it would, you know, search a database and enter it in. Like, you know, oh, it's a lean cuisine here, but I'll put that in for you. Uh, well, a lot of people have been using that. And so my fitness pal has decided, well, that's a lot of money we could be making. We're putting that behind a, pre a paywall. Uh, and users are understandably up in arms about it. What do you think? I mean, is this just like, hey, you got something for free. Now you need to, you know, you, you've been, you had a free ride. Now you got to pay for something. Or do people have a, have a, a good beef? They have no beef. They have no legitimacy in their beef. Yeah. If uh, my fitness pal is smart, they would have given it away for free for like the first 30 or 60 days and then started charging people for it. Their biggest mistake, th I think, here was creating the expectation that this would be free always. But you read the story and like this guy's like, I've been using this for the past like 2,500 days to track my food and I've lost weight. And you look at what it costs. And it's like, well, isn't that worth like seven dollars and change to you a month if this is like like radically transforming your life? I mean, I'm I'm not buying or selling this app, but. You know, I, it, it's also a perceived value thing. I mean, if people are getting a value out of this, why wouldn't, you know, you, you pay for it? Right, right. You know, and it's not like you they're taking away the ability to enter, like, 
it's not like it's all becoming for pay. It's not all going by a paywall. You could still manually enter things. So it's just a little harder, but you could pay to get something a little easier. I don't know. Pat, do you have an opinion on it? Uh, not really, uh, except just trying to look how it applies to other products I've used. And, and, uh, I'm not a great fan of the try for 60 days and now start charging, uh, thing that a lot of games and stuff do. Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, it is a legitimate data gathering tool that, you know, maybe they might want to start out with a little bit less cost than, you know, uh, you know, like five dollars instead of eight dollars or something like that, but uh, and and see how many people go for that, and then eventually add more features and charge more, you know, for a more professional package. But yeah, I, I, I it's not going to break my heart. I mean, it's not a cheap upgrade. It's twenty bucks a month. That's a lot of oh, money. Geez, that's a lot of money. Well, or eighty dollars yeah. for the year. Or eighty, like too, or 80 bucks a year. Yeah, that's true. Um, and you get other fee- premium features. I, I like the I like the point of you know instead of taking things away that we've given you for free, we will we will in- encourage you to become a paid subscriber premium, by giving yeah. you more. Give like we'll, we'll, I like uh, that. Yeah, because it feels like bait and switch. It may not be technically bait and switch, but it kind of feels that way. It just I I I agree with them that you know maybe people shouldn't have this expectation they get everything for free. But on the other hand, you are creating ill will among your users by doing this. And <laughs> among your users that are too cheap to pay $7 a month for your product. I mean, kudos to them for creating an experience or an application or a feature that's so sticky that people are upset because for yeah. every MyFitnessPal, there's there's probably 100 apps and I could go through my like you know apps that I've used and name them where you know, suddenly they went from free to paid, but they didn't have that sticky, you know, feature that users wanted to use and people just stopped using them and they, they disappeared. So if they have a feature that people want to use, definitely, you know, charge people for that. I have a lot of clients that are limited income. And so therefore they'd be willing to pay, oh, let me pay $30 for this app one time. But the idea of paying $20 or half of that for a full year. That's a lot when you start adding up stuff that they're they're they find that they've got a subscription to Apple TV, one to Disney, one to Netflix, one to you know different things, uh, Wall Street Journal, uh, and all of a sudden it's just it becomes unmanageable for a lot of the fixed income people. Death by a thousand cuts. Yeah, and, yeah. and nobody's forcing you to use the product. I mean, there's alternatives that might be cheaper. They might not be as good, but. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's well, about, I have a lot of people that are just anti-subscription. They would be fine yeah. on paying a, a larger price for for the product once. I, I do wish more companies were willing to 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 keep a, a an option to just buy and and then pay for upgrades. I think Adobe yeah. did that eventually. With so, like, you can subscribe to Creative Cloud, but you can also still buy it and then pay for the next upgrade. I mean, there are certain things where I think actually subscription you're better off, but there are other things like yeah i mean it's i can see for a software company sustaining a company on a one-time 30 dollar purchase that someone paid you know five years ago you know i'm still right. i've got ongoing costs and and so i, I get that but uh there's also this the, the issue of a lot of companies do this it's free for a long time and then they move it behind a paywall and that just it it just makes people irritating feel, yeah, yeah it's kind of irritating cheated yeah i'd feel yeah 
I'd feel better about it if like whatever they were doing with my data, you know, before when the app was free and they were out of their goodwill collecting <laughs> everything I ate every single day into this thing. Yeah. I'd feel better if they said, OK, we're going to paid, but now we're not going to, you know, give your uh, your uh, your data to Procter and Gamble like we've been doing for the past six years or whatever. <laughs> not you doing think they're going to admit it? <laughs> well, yeah, or or something, but. I mean, yeah, it's like they say, if, if you're not paying for it, you're the product, right? But this might just be you're paying for it and you're also the product. So. Right. That is a concern, too. Yeah, I don't like know. To though, I don't know what they're doing with the data. I don't, you know, but come on, you know. Right. You could you could dig into the uh, privacy uh, policy and maybe figure out what they're doing with it. But they, yeah, you're right. You're right. They, they are probably making a lot of money selling information on what millions of people eat every day uh, to, to companies. All right, so those are our headlines. Uh, let's move on to our picks of the week. Pat, what is your pick this week? Well, it can, has come up a couple of times this last month with my clients. I want a program to edit PDFs, and they see all of these junky programs that are advertised <laughs> out on the web. You know, this uh, PDF editor, and, and they would, when they install it, they get malware, or they get advertising programs and stuff like that. And uh, some of them aren't cheap either. Well, I just wanted to remind people that both uh, Microsoft Word, the for several versions, including the 365 and LibreOffice, which is a totally free product, will let you file, open a PDF and edit it. And Word put, leaves it in a Word document. Uh, Libra puts it into a draw program, and but you can change the fonts, change whatever. And then you save it back either as a new type of document or back as a PDF again. And it tries to retain the formatting. So I just wanted to remind people, you don't have to pay a lot to get an edited PDF if you've got one of those two methods. If you don't have one of those two methods, then I don't think that the free version of Office that you get just by having a Microsoft account, I haven't tried that to see whether their their uh, web version will, but I don't think it will. Mm. That's good. Those are That's a, a good tip because, uh, I mean, there are times when you want to edit a PDF, you want to get you know, change some information on it and someone, someone gives One you the PDF. even. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. You know, you're in an organization, someone creates a flyer and the phone number on it's wrong. And rather than have to go back to that person to get it fixed, you don't want to just fix it yourself. This would be a nice way to be able to do it. That's, that's, that's good. And you people used to go out and buy the full Adobe suite, you know, the full Adobe yeah. PDF yeah. Uh, re, uh, editor to do that. Yeah. And that was several hundred dollars. So, you know, anything that can help save people money, I'm, I'm all for. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Victor, what's your pick this week? My pick this week is a um, camping uh, LED camping lantern that also has a... Um, uh, battery in it and can act as a USB battery pack or battery charger. We mm. uh, did some backyard camping earlier this month and I, you know, ran downstairs and grabbed our, you know, more inexpensive, you know, battery LED um, type lanterns and uh, they, you know, they weren't charged. They didn't work. Uh, one of them broke when I tried to, to plug it in, but I thought I should have a nice um, LED lantern. And so this one uh, looked really well. It has a really beefy, uh, over you know ten thousand milliamp hour battery battery in it, which you know can run on the lowest setting for hundreds of hours with the lantern, can charge your phone multiple times. Um, but also, what I like about it is it has like a an LCD display that has a clock and a thermometer on it as well. So mm. when oh, you're nice. uh, you know freezing in your backyard camping with your kids, you'll know 
exactly what uh, temperature it is, uh, <laughs> that horror temperature, <laughs> and how long it is until uh, you can you can sneak into the house into your bed or or, or the sun comes up. <laughs> that's nice. That's nice. Yeah. And it's it's got a nice uh, like a carabiner hook uh, for the yeah, top. Yeah, it's it feels really rugged. It's it's made out of plastic, but it feels like a more you know rugged plastic. It's it's pretty mm-hmm. compact too. So it's something that you wouldn't mind just putting on a shelf or something. You can look at the time, see the temperature and if you needed it in an emergency you could you could grab it you wouldn't be searching around in your basement for it i love these amazon product photos is one of like the woman laying in bed next to it on her nightstand with the light (laughs) up and the display is upside down like the the time in the they didn't bother swapping the 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 time in the (laughs) yeah then the graphic i just i love it's very cozy it's it's uh yeah. yeah That's funny. Is it a white light or yellowish light or can you change yes. it? Yes. Yeah. So there there's it's not totally, um, you know, some of these temperature changing light bulbs that go with the whole spectrum. It's there's a there's a yellow, you know, there's a warm light, there's a cold light, and then it can also blink SOS in red. So you could use oh. it as a, as a road oh, uh, nice. road warning light as well. So. Oh, nice. That's good. Excellent. And there's different brightness settings for each of the lights. Cool. Yeah. Excellent. Very good. All right. So my pick this week is an app called Folga. It's uh, from a German uh, software developer. So I'm not sure if I'm saying it right. Folga. Uh, <laughs> that might be the way to say it. But uh, in any case, it is a replacement for an app that I used to, that I loved that went away. The app that I loved was called Clarify. And it oh, was yeah. you used it to make uh, basically annotated tutorial documents. Uh, that's how I used it anyway. And Folga does the same thing. So what you can do is you can take screenshots. Say you, you need to like create a process, step-by-step guide uh, of a process for someone. I did this one at a job once where I was leaving and I had to leave uh, a, basically a manual to do my job to, for the next person to come along. And so uh, lots of screenshots. You can annotate them, put arrows and circles. You could put like numbers, like the step one, step two, step three, and you know, click here, then here, then here. Uh, you could fill, you know, put text on it. And then you can also have written, you know, paragraphs of text on the side. And it creates a PDF. You can print it out as a document. Um, and so it's really nice. And you can download for free. It's uh, not, it's the, the free version. So it's Mac or Windows. So that's nice. Yeah, um, it's nice. The free version is unlimited for three guides for, you can keep, you create three different guides with it. Um, but um, if you want to create, have a lifetime license with lifetime updates and unlimited numbers of guides, it's 70 bucks. It's not cheap, but it's the sort of thing is if this is the sort of thing you need, yeah. this, th- that might be worthwhile um, to, to put it that Yeah, way. it's a lifetime license, which is nice too. So you get the upgrades and everything uh, as you go along. Yeah, no, it looks, it looks really slick. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's really, really useful. And uh, I, I just I've I can't tell you how many times I've used Clarify and Alfolga to create like sorts of I've done it for family members like, OK, <laughs> this is the last time I'm going to show you how to do this with your phone or your computer. Uh, and here's the here's the manual, basically. Just follow the steps. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, check it out. It's really good. Nice. Folga for Mac and Windows. All right. So I think that will do it for us this time. We would uh, love to hear from you. Any thoughts you had on our discussion, any comments, any questions, you can let us know by going to the show at sqpn.com slash technology 
or the StarQuest Facebook page at facebook.com slash starquestmedia. You can send an email to technology at sqpn.com or visit our Discord community at sqpn.com slash discord. You can find links from our discussion and our picks of the week on our show notes at sqpn.com. Be sure to follow The Secrets of Tech in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, on Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, all the places, including in your favorite podcast app or the StarQuest YouTube channel. Uh, we'd like to thank James for his research assistance in this episode. And until next time, Victor Lambs, thank you for joining me and sharing The Secrets of Technology. Thanks, Tom. Pat Scott, thank you as well. Until next time, it was fun. And once again, I'm Dom Bettinelli. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of Technology on StarQuest. Quest.